Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the North Fort Worth podcast. I'm your host, Josh Boyd, and I'm joined this afternoon. We're finally back together with Pastor Stephen this afternoon. Welcome. It is good to be back. Yeah, we were uh, talking before we recorded about the just craziness that we've experienced in the last couple of weeks. Especially yeah, we with haven't the storm. been able to, to host our podcast for a couple of reasons. One, was that uh, that week in which everything was shut down because of the winter storm, which I've lived in Texas all of my life. I, I've never seen anything quite like that week, yeah. uh, particularly here in the Metroplex, where all of life was affected. I mean, we, we couldn't even host our Sunday services, which uh, that that's about as painful as pulling <laughs> a tooth in, in a pastor. I mean, you, you can't get together to share and worship. But uh, I'm thankful that the Lord brought us through. And uh, certainly if you look outside today, it's it obvious that we're day. experiencing much, much better weather. And, and we're thankful for yeah. that. It was both figuratively and literally frozen. It, it was, was just, that. Yeah, it and was. Uh, if you had special difficulties, I, I, I grieve with you. We've been praying and trying to lend support to our church family during a that experience. Yeah. And even now, if you have a particular need, maybe out of uh, the winter storm, and you've been wondering where you could find some help or assistance, as we've done over the last week and a half, we make ourselves available. You can yeah. contact us at North Fort Worth Baptist Church, or again, you can email us at podcast at, at northfortworth.com. Uh, we're, we, we want to be a help to you, yeah. and uh, we hope that you will give us that opportunity. While we're talking about you know our email, we actually received three or four weeks ago a, a question. I think it was I think it was four weeks ago because mm-hmm. we had the question, and then you were out of town, and uh, Sally and I did a podcast together, and then the winter storm, and then I was out of town, and so now we're back. But yes. this question, uh, and I, I didn't I didn't actually ask if I could. Uh, we'll just have to leave it anonymous because I didn't I didn't I did wrong in not asking. But I think this would be an interesting question because uh, you're the lead pastor here at North Fort Worth, mm-hmm. and um, I think it will be a very interesting take for people to be able to, and this is why we want people to ask questions so that, I mean, we really have kind of our undivided attention with, you know, submitting. Well, this is a format where we can have a conversation, yeah. you and I, and in it's a way I can, yeah. I can speak uh, to uh, our listeners in a, in a helpful, practical way. And when we received this question four weeks ago, I saw it as so practical and relevant yeah. as we could do a series. Oh, on, we could, yeah. we could spend several weeks on it. And, and as a, a church, we promote the regular reading of the Bible. And the question had to do with Bible reading. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what happens is we're reading a particular passage. Why don't you read the question yeah, so for us? I'm going to read the question. This will all, the question will also be the title of the episode today. And so just if you're, it'll be right there in front of your mind. You won't have to write it down or anything. It'll be very evident what we're talking about today. So the question is, as Christians, how should we approach Scripture that can be difficult to understand? It's a great question. It is. How and can we approach Scripture? How should we approach Scripture that can be difficult to understand? I mean, as, as we encourage people to, to read the Bible day by day, uh, we all appreciate that, that from time to time you'll read something that may cause you to pause, to scratch your head, to wonder, okay, one, what does that mean? And sometimes what we read, uh, it seems to say something that may actually be troubling to us. Sure. And and because it troubles us, we begin to wonder, well, uh, how does this relate to, to the Christian message as a whole and following Jesus? And so I, I was appreciative of the person who submitted the question because all of us will encounter instances where this uh, occurs. And so uh, what do we do? 
How do we approach Scripture that, uh, at least as you look at it through your first reading, appears to be difficult to understand? Mm-hmm. What I would propose, and I want to just walk you through it this afternoon, some, some approaches that might help us as we address uh, that type of situation, starting with, and this won't surprise anyone, uh, be sure that whenever you come to the, the reading of God's Word that you're also always praying. Um, to me, the reading of the Bible isn't an exercise of the mind alone, though I want to engage my mind. Uh, it's a spiritual encounter. God has provided for us the Bible so that we might have an understanding of things. And he's given to us, as the New Testament describes, especially his presence through the Spirit so that he could even uh, uh, kind of help us better understand what we read. And so uh, I'm not saying this in a cliche way. As you're seeking to find answers to difficult questions, you start by asking the Lord to help you. you. It's a really beneficial message from John Piper, actually, on memorizing Scripture and the importance of memorizing Scripture. And he talks kind of directly to this about how... God speaks to us, um, has already spoken to us, and continues to speak through us through His Word, and how Scripture is the Word of God to us, to our lives, and our Word to God, our conversation, our dialogue, our part of that conversation is through prayer, and when we couple those together, there is an ongoing conversation, and I love that we start with this as we're discerning different And again, it's an encounter. I mean, it's not like you're trying to find an understanding with God as a spectator, uh, you're, you're inviting God to enter into the experience with you so that you might better understand the, the truth of the verse or the passage uh, that you're, you're wrestling with. And so uh, the first appeal that I would make is be sure that you're approaching God in prayer. Second, and this one may take a little more explanation, uh, you need to identify your starting point. Uh, and what I mean by that is, again, as I'm looking at a difficult passage, I, I need to know what are my presuppositions. Everyone has kind of a predisposition sure. toward what they're about to do. And, and when I come to look at a passage that some might describe as a hard passage or a difficult passage, I want to remind myself of my starting point. For example, uh, I believe that, that uh, God is the source of biblical revelation that it's not simply the, the product of the, the ideas or the musings of men, but God has infused his presence into this process in a way that what has been revealed is a revelation from God. I remind you of what Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, where he writes, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. What Paul is teaching us is that the starting point of Scripture is God, and that he is the source. And I think it's helpful, as I look at a, a verse that may be challenging to get my mind around, to start by acknowledging, okay, Lord, I know you're the source, and I can trust you. But second to that, I need to also acknowledge that God is not the source of confusion. And so, though sometimes, as I look at a a chapter in the Bible or a verse in a chapter, it may appear confusing to me. Since God is the source, I can be assured that ultimately, His desire is not to confuse or to confound. Why do you think 
that may be that we sometimes have that leaning with scripture? What, what can we do to kind of combat that? Well, again, I think part of it is a reflection of, of the culture in which we live that sure. really tries to, to uh, create a, a doubt and skepticism toward the authority of scripture or the reliability of scripture. I mean, if you've attended any university classes in a state environment, they kind of almost uh, in a mockery kind of way, sure. try to belittle the those that would take the Bible seriously, where, again, if I want to try to find a biblical answer, uh, then I need to acknowledge my presupposition is, first, God is a God that speaks, and that his ambition is not to confuse. Now, for those that might say, well, you know, you're seeing what you want to see because of your presupposition, I would turn that around. I think the skeptic sees what they want to see because of their presuppositions. Uh, they start, their starting point is one, there's not a God, or if there is a God, he's not a God who speaks. And so right. we all are going to be influenced by our presuppositions. I'm not embarrassed to confess that I believe there is a God and that, that he's a God that has revealed himself through the Bible. And that, that's beneficial to me when I begin to struggle or wrestle with difficult verses because I know that God's the source and he's not trying to confuse. Now, the other part of this that I would highlight yeah, and before... And this is important. This is big. <laughs> yeah. The other part of this is that as I read the Bible, there are some mysteries and biblical tensions that will remain. That just because God isn't seeking to confuse doesn't mean that I will necessarily understand everything. Sure. Uh, there are some spiritual mysteries right. that may be beyond me fully grasping. I mean, a case, an example of this uh, here in our series on the identity of Jesus, the I Am series. Again, uh, we've touched on how Jesus is God incarnate. He's the manifesting manifestation of God. And yet the, the larger testimony of scripture is that the fullness of God is Father, Son, and Spirit. That's a mystery to me. Sure. It's, it's, it, it reflects something about God that exceeds my natural understanding. Now, I, I can embrace it with my mind and, and accept it to be true, but that doesn't necessarily remove the mystery right. of it. And even, even I think, you know, if Scripture were to be so clear about something like this, I, I don't know, and maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm alone in this, what kind of comprehension do I have of <laughs> something so large, something so I, grand? <laughs> often, I think, the struggles that do exist are more a reflection on, on us yeah. than some inconsistency within the biblical our, text. Our lack. I mean, right. another example of this, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to maybe introduce <laughs> it, but I'm going to mention it all the same. The Bible portrays a tension between the sovereignty of God and the free will of man. As you read through the New Testament, you see both of those realities emphasized in repeated ways. Well, our tendency is to try to elevate one above the other or to try to find a way to resolve the tension between the two. Because that's how we interpret it. Yeah. Because that's how we view it. Yeah. And yet I want to permit the possibility that there is in the, the otherness of God, the glory of God, the uniqueness of God, a reality that transcends sure. what I have at this point come to fully understand. Very, now, the Bible attempts to communicate some of this to us in a way that uh, at least kind of uh, expands our imagination, 
but it doesn't necessarily resolve the tension. We see, right. oh, my choices do matter because they do, and yet God is sovereign because he is. And so as, as I try to, to bring these spiritual realities together, I allow the scripture simply to help me see truth. And there are many points along the way where I allow either for the mystery or the tension yeah. just to remain. And I, I don't pretend that I can easily resolve that. I, in some ways, I think the better approach is to celebrate yeah. that there's, there's a, a greatness to life that's greater than me. Yeah. And there is an awe to it as well. When you think about the, the, our existence in such a natural form, you know, in, in a very earthly, very worldly <laughs> existence that we have. And there's something about, I mean, the supernaturality of God that, that we just can't grasp. And, and there's a little irony there. I mean, we, we don't have any problem acknowledging even in our technological age that there's so much that we see and experience but we don't have to understand the nuanced detail of how it works right i mean even here we're broadcasting uh, using technology that is unseen to the eye uh, and yet people are going to hear right. this broadcast but they're not going to Upon hearing it, suddenly say, "Well, I'm not so sure that actually happened yeah. because I don't understand how it happened." They may never ask a question about how it works. No, in their no, life. They, <laughs> they they simply appreciate its existence yeah. as it is because they benefit from I mean, it. It's, and I very much the same approach of you know, and I, I hate to use the Matrix as a theological treatise, but I mean, really, when you think about movies like that, you know, these very dystopian style, you know, there is no spoon type of philosophies, and really, it's, it's a great point because. Until it matters to us, until it's personal to us, we never question yeah, it, the way anything works. Again, and sadly, <laughs> because there are skeptics outside the people of faith that want to try to undermine the confidence of those who are trying to respond as honestly as they know how sure. to God. That they, they try to, to throw out these, in their mind, contradictions where they don't apply the same principles in other aspects of life. They just accept some yeah. things at face value. Now, that's not what I'm asking a person to do when they look at a problem passage. All I'm asking them to do is first, let's agree that God is the source, that his intention is not to confuse, but there may be instances where there is a mystery or a tension. But so, well, then how do I assess the difficult verse or the difficult question? Which brings me to the next main emphasis. And uh, if I may, let me just express it this way. Context, context, context. See, sometimes I think we struggle over a particular verse because all we do is, is snatch the verse out of the larger context right. of the passage. And if, if you would have read maybe what preceded it and even further what followed it, just maybe it would help you better understand what's what's right. being said. We had a great example of this this past Sunday talking about we talked about this in our life group with our college students about the the door of the mm -hmm. sheep and how our culture I think you even mentioned it in the second service how our culture has no concept of no. and that picture that you showed was so helpful too and uh if you um are listening to the podcast and you can get to hear the the sermon you really should look up a picture of what we're talking about but such an interesting concept that our, our culture has no grasp of no, that whatsoever. No. But context matters. Right. And in many cases, when someone's wrestling with the, maybe what they would refer to as a problem verse, they, they need to take the time to make sure they look at what has been described before. And friends, that may be more than simply a few verses before sure. it may, maybe you need to read the whole of that particular book 
leading up to that statement because the context often will help you better understand uh, the flow of thought. It will also help define terminology. Yeah. Uh, now, one other comment at this, I mean, as you're looking at context, sometimes you need to ask, now, what is the, the type of, of writing that I'm reading here? Sure. Right now, we're reading in, in our daily reading plan, the book of Revelation, which, again, is apocalyptic type of writing. The, the language is, <laughs> oh, it's a, because of the style, you don't come at it with the same mindset as you would say uh, the book of, of Romans, which is, is very instructional and precept driven. And so again, you, you need to look at the context of what you're reading. Something else that you might consider if you're struggling with the verse is even the translation that you're reading. Uh, sometimes simply by looking at some additional translations, you may uh, discover a, a better awareness of what is being conveyed. Sometimes even just a simple change in the term uh, opens my mind to a better understanding of what is being expressed. And so, again, you might look at uh, the verse in context in a different translation. And if I could add, as you're trying to find solutions to a difficult uh, verse or problem, look at parallel passages first with the same writer. Uh, I referenced the book of Romans, of course, which was written by the Apostle Paul. If I come across a verse that's a challenging verse in one of Paul's writings, uh, what I then want to do is say, okay, has he addressed this somewhere else in one of his other letters? Now, I smile. Uh, sometimes it's hard to read Paul. And I'm not the only person that's ever admitted that. The Apostle Peter, in his a letter of Second Peter, he said, sometimes it's hard to understand uh, everything that Paul is describing. And so, again, God's not trying to confuse, but sometimes, admittedly, it involves some time of reflection. And maybe what would help us as we look at a, a question out of a passage is, okay, did this writer discuss the same question somewhere else in a way that would help resolve uh, the difficulty right. in this particular verse. And, and oftentimes it does, just looking at what uh, uh, the same writer expressed somewhere else. Now, if that isn't sufficient, then what I would advise is then look for a parallel passage from another biblical writer. Uh, widen the scope of, of your study and allow, okay, say Paul describes it this way, John describes it another way, and because of how John describes it, it helps me understand what Paul is saying. Right. And so you simply allow the... And, and that may not make the entirety of, the, and, and I, know that, I know where we're going, so I'm sort of cheating when I say sure. this, but it, that may not make the entirety of that verse or that passage or that, that book even become clear, but it may make certain things, certain aspects of that, or like the, like we're talking about right now, the context, it, it may make certain aspects of that context clear. So while the message in its entirety may not be clear yet right that does and so what do we what do we do with that well and we, again here's the principle if those of you that are listening if you're at a place where you can write something down this is what i really want you to, to carry with you uh into the rest of the day when you encounter a difficult passage here's the principle always work from what is clear to what is less clear you view the verse as a problem because in some way it doesn't make sense to you it's less clear to right. you and regrettably, what some people then do is they allow what's less clear 
to then obscure what is perfectly clear. We, we almost focus on what we want yeah, to focus. And, and that's, <laughs> and that's that not that the goal. No sense at all. Not when, the goal of scripture. When the approach should rather be, I look for, first of all, what is clear. What does the Bible say clearly about whatever the topic is, whatever the question is? I look at that, and now I, I take what is clear to help me better understand what may not be as clear. Right. And the reason I, I stress it that way, because going back to what I, I introduced at the start, God is the source of revelation. And so he's not trying to make things confusing for us, though sure. he's speaking through different uh, biblical writers. And so you'll have differences of vocabulary and personality reflected in that. Nevertheless, God's the source and his desire is to move us toward understanding. And so when I encounter something that isn't entirely clear, then what I want to allow for in that broader context is that which is very clear right. and, and allow that then to help me better appreciate uh, whatever the, the question mark might be. Now, let me throw in this again. I don't know if, if you've ever come across uh, maybe a text message that was a part of a long string of messages and, and you, you take that brief little portion out of a text message that totally confuses you because you didn't see the larger conversation you that was derail everything. Out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it may even trouble you right. because all you see is that little bit. And what makes things worse is if you don't really know who's writing that, it could cause you to be all the more unsettled. Sure. Well, if you were able to see the whole of the text message and even more, you realize the text message was sent by somebody that you trusted. Now I can understand that that brief little excerpt in a way that doesn't upset me. Uh, and, and when I think about a, a difficult verse or passage in the Bible, I, I remind myself, I, I think I can trust God. Hmm. <laughs> I know that he loves me. I don't have to look any further than Jesus to be sure that he loves me. And so, again, I, I, my starting point is with a level of trust and confidence. So I can take what is his larger message to help me better understand what may at various points in time be less clear to me. Right. And we know that it's crucial for personal study, personal reflection, personal response to, to have a, a, a very intimate personal encounter w with scripture. And like you mentioned earlier, th that word encounter is so important, but when, when does it, um, when things are not clear, what kind of, um, profitability is it for us to, to look at others, to, uh, maybe request of others, or maybe to, to seek others, seek counsel, maybe. Yeah, and that's, that's very helpful. I mean, here I am, I'm trying as honestly as I know how to let God bring an understanding to his word. Uh, now, let me stress, this isn't a lazy process. You know, I mean, maybe sometimes we struggle over what are perceived to be difficult passages because we don't really want to work to understand it. Right. You know, we want it to be so simplistic that we don't actually have to apply the heart or mind when sometimes maybe there are aspects of what God has revealed that requires us to apply the heart and mind. But see, here I am, I've been looking at context, I've been praying and I'm still trying to get my mind around whatever the question or topic might be. It's at that point that I think it's helpful so that I see clearly to maybe climb onto, and this is the way I would describe it, to climb onto the shoulders of others. I mean, the wonder of wonders is we've had men and women who've been following Jesus Christ now coming up, up on almost 2000 years and they've been writing 
all along the way talking about uh, what we're now talking about, uh, scripture and passages of scripture. And yeah. so as I'm trying to find maybe a, a deeper understanding of a problem verse, um, I want to climb onto the shoulders of somebody that has wrestled with that too and, and to benefit from their perspective. Now, that could be simply approaching a Christian brother or sister that you really trust that's serious about God's word and seeking to understand God's word and asking them, help me look at this. What do you think is going on here? How would God uh, use you to help me better understand it? Or, and I'm going to be quick to confess, often I'll turn to biblical commentaries and Christian scholars who uh, are brighter than me and more studious than me, <laughs> and they have wrestled on, on many of these issues uh, for long periods of time. And so I want to climb onto their shoulders and say, okay, can I see it better from their point of view? And often I do. Sure. And, and so uh, don't feel like this is something that you need to leave uh, to yourself. Allow the larger body of Christ to be a part of God's helping you come to, to see uh, what's reflected there. I think, you know, you mentioned previously, the last, the last one, just point four that you mentioned and the one you encourage people to write down, always work from what is clear to what is less clear. And I think that may be the most practical, mm -hmm. you know, one that we have, but something that's really helpful to me, this last point that you mean that you mentioned here is to remain teachable. Um, yes. And how do we, how do we stay with it? What's the encouragement there? What's the, well, again, if I'm wanting to find answers, I need to make sure that I really want to find an answer. It's true. You know, I, and it may not be the answer that we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I spoke earlier of, of your presuppositions, your starting point. I mean, probably I should have included, you need to identify that your starting point is that you want to be teachable. Right. Um, that, uh, Lord, I, wow, I'm, that's big. <laughs> I'm not wanting uh, to inform you of what I want this to mean. I want to understand your heart in this. I want you to, to help me to understand. And I, I admit it to you. I think sometimes scripture has been written in a way to demand yeah. that we, we, we stay with it, that we tarry with it, that we, uh, he requires us to humble our hearts, to, to be in a position to listen. Surprise. If you're still listening to the podcast at this point, it was at this exact moment this afternoon uh, that we had a technical difficulty while we were editing the podcast for today. So unfortunately, you didn't get to hear Pastor Stephen read that last passage of scripture. But right after that happened, we invited you to join us for Wednesday night tomorrow evening. And then we also invited you to join us at 9 and 11 a.m. on Sunday for our worship gatherings traditional at 9 and 11 uh, for contemporary. Um, as always, we want you to submit us your questions via email podcast at northfortworth.com so sorry about this technical difficulty this is the first one i think that we've had so um show us some grace in that really frustrating thing that happens sometimes that we just can't foresee my computer crashed while we were editing um this podcast for this week but we'll be right back next week hopefully scotch-free so um we'll see you back next week thanks for listening this week and we'll see you tomorrow wednesday night for wednesday night activities pastor stephen's bible study and then again sunday morning for both of our worship hours see you then Thank you.